So I'm here with Sophie Banks a few days before she moves on from uh, her role in Transition Network, coordinating the inner transition side of things. So we thought this would be a really useful opportunity for a kind of uh, reflection on that. So uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you, Sophie, for people who are coming to this afresh is what's inner transition? Yeah, it took us years of uh, of asking that question in Totnes to get an answer that actually stayed in our memories. And there's many different ways of, of defining it. So sometimes I talk about it as the inner dimension of this community process of change. What happens on the inside as we uh, change our view of the future, as we radically alter the direction we're heading in as a civilization. Um, what enables us to engage with the need for that? What supports us to take good steps together and what happens to us when we go through those uh, go through that journey of trying to create a different future for ourselves and our children uh, sometimes I talk about it as it's it's the space we make for reflection for self-awareness both as individuals in a movement that can often take us towards burnout and exhaustion but also in groups you know how do we make that space for reflection and consciously creating a culture that is vibrant and sustaining and inclusive and effective and sometimes I talk about it as it's the meeting point between that huge um, the many many movements of inner work personal growth spiritual practice um, group understandings peacemaking nature connection you know there's this huge territories of inner work that's um, very active in our time which is another kind of movement for change how do all of those movements for positive healing and growth meet this community scale process of positive creation of the future um, so there's lots of different ways of talking about it mm. um, the tagline we had in the heart and soul group in Totnes that stayed for quite a while was the spiritual psychological and consciousness aspects of transition so and there's more definitions mm. on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Naomi Klein said that thing a while ago where she said that one of the things that she liked about transition was the, the idea that if you're going to collapse people's worldviews, you have to stick around afterwards to pick up the pieces. Mm. And she was sort of recognising the, the sort of radical nature of that. What, from, you know, from your having been involved in other sort of world-changing movements and political movements in the past, what, what, what's the radical nature what's radical about in a transition do you think what, do, what what did it do that just simply wasn't there before about inner transition yeah uh, I, I think I, th I think we have this tendency to look at the world through a particular lens you know and I think Wilbur's work on uh, different there's different ways of knowing truth so some people tend to know truth through what we can measure physically, you know, and they tend to look at the whole world through the material. Other people think that the truth, the, the deepest truth we can find is known through consciousness and in our inner worlds. And people who see the world through those different lenses tend to polarise and not be able to speak to each other because mm. they don't have a meeting point. And I, and I do think that that meeting point of, of inner change and outer change is is the... Thing that gives inner transition its sort of potency and its mm. um, its energy and and it's both very challenging because you're bridging two worlds and two worldviews, 
but also, you know, like in permaculture, that place of edge where systems meet is very fertile and has a tremendous possibility. So, yeah, that's... And, and you know, there have been plenty of other movements that have worked on that edge, you know, engaged Buddhism, Quakerism, you know, spiritual movements that have had a very strong service in the world, and also things like the eco-village movement that, you know, start with a practical building, but they have to work on their group dynamics because they live together. So, you know, there's lots of places where that edge is being worked on, um, but it's not, you know, it's not always present in movements for social and environmental change, or political movements, yeah. And... Can you tell us a little bit about your journey through this? How would you tell yours? How would you tell the story of your coming into transition and what happened after that? Yeah, so I moved. I moved out of London, and you know the world-changing political movement I was involved in before was my football team. Uh, so as I was getting too old to play football, I was looking around for for what to do next and working as a therapist and. I was very interested in sort of systems, ways of looking at systems, including as a therapist, systemic therapy and constellations work rather than individual. So I was really excited when I'd been living in Devon for about a year to meet the eco-psychology group down here, to meet Hilary Prentice, and you know then went to the first film showing of The Power of Community. And Hilary was the one who actually called together the first heart and soul gathering. uh, And I was one of the people she invited. So that was my way into transition. And I think it's interesting that that group was starting to form before you had the word transition. Mm -hmm. You know, as you were planning the launch, we met in the June, July and transition town Totnes launched in September. So that was my first part was holding the inner. Um, and, and with that question, you know, how is it impacting us individually? So the inner, the personal inner transition, how is it in our groups? So Hilary and I were both in the core group for a long time mm-hmm. and bringing inner insights and good group process and reflection into that as Transition Town Totnes. And then also, you know, how do we engage the community in the conversation around inner, showing films and having public talks and so on. So that was my first way in. And then Naresh and I... Um, you know, had come together and started our relationship and he was really interested as Transition took off in that first year in creating a workshop to train other people or to share what we'd learnt in Totnes. Uh, and I think we were a very alchemical mix, me and Naresh, you know, that we have very different strengths and the two-day training that we made was very powerful and, you know, we thought we'd be running a few every year and as soon as we started doing it, you know, it was wanted in Bristol and London and Totnes and Scotland and Wales and in Italy and, you know, people around Japan. the world. Japan came a bit later, but yeah, you know, isn't it? it started to be, I mean, people were asking us to go to Chile from God knows right in the early days. So we, it all went incredibly fast that we made the training. We trained trainers in a ridiculously short time. We had no idea how to do that. We did our world tour of... Um, we were rock stars for a little while, taking the training around the world and training trainers. So that took that took over our lives, really, for the next two or three years. Um, and then I came back to focus within Transition Network and having stepped away from Transition Talent on this, came back to focus on inner, again, holding inner coordination for Transition Network. And I feel like... I feel like a lot of what I've done is... Uh, sometimes I feel like I've been like a mother in Transition Network 
um, that I've been holding something about the well-being of the whole family, as it were, the, the whole organisation. So there have been times when I've pushed the organisation into looking at something. You know, I feel like I really pushed us into the restructure that happened three or four years ago. You know, paying attention to what's needed and... And it's quite an invisible role and it's quite difficult to to see the, the work it takes because mm. it's not very it's not about doing a lot of stuff, but it's about an awareness and a paying attention and bringing something in at the right moment or the moment when you think it's needed. So that's been one of my contributions. And you know, and I feel like I've I've been on a long inquiry to formulate inner transition to support other people who really see the need for that piece, to connect people that are working on it. Um, You know, I created a two-day workshop to develop my own understandings and share those. I've been holding international inner transition conversations, connecting people who can feel very isolated, holding that piece in their national hubs or their initiatives. Uh, And always sitting with this question, you know, why is there so much resistance to the inner? Why is there so many groups that that are so focused on the doing and they they can totally see what needs to be done? And it's so hard to see the need or to feel skilled to work on the relationships and how to get Mm -hmm. the group to work well together and how to be sustainable as a group or as an individual. so yeah, I feel like those are my two, the two things that I've really put time and energy in. And I can see even in the training that we created, part of my mission was to make that training have a very strong inner component. So relating how we do community engagement to a psychological model around change, you know, that people have the depth to understand how to get the things that they do to work. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, that's been my sort of passion is to bring that 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 sense of if we don't understand how human beings work, how can we design human systems? Mm. Isn't it? You know, how can we how can we do that? And what do you feel is the legacy of what you've left? What do you feel is the legacy that you've created in transition? I mean, you've kind of said some of those things. I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, I think th- I think the main thing is feeling like. You couldn't dislodge in a transition from the transition movement now. And I think for quite a long time it felt like if, I, if I'd if i left the waters and there'd been nobody replacing me when there was no paid role for inner transition, that the waters might have kind of closed over that and it would have disappeared mm-hmm. from sight. And, you know, uh, so, so I feel like it's really embedded. Uh, and I'm I'm always really heartened when I go to hubs meetings you know, and, and it's interesting how many of the hubsters have come through the training and often they've done train the trainers with me and Naresh and how good they are at holding balance that, you know, for lots of those people, mm. you know, actually they're much better at it than I am at the natural interweaving of inner and outer. Uh, so, so I feel like that's been my main mission and part of the reason that I feel that I can leave is because, you know, I feel like that's been accomplished. Um, and I, and then you know I think there are there are lots of other pieces about how transition network has developed um, you know so our practice around being meetings and our own internal balance as an organisation um, I've I've had a lot to do with shaping not only me 
Um, but I've contributed to that. And I, you know, and I still think the training exists as a kind of, um, isn't it, as a, as a really interesting and uh, powerful co-creation, you know, but I put a lot of, a lot of my creativity into that mm, and the mix mm. of structures and the balance of um, things that take people deep and give space for feelings as well as uh, embodied things and, you know, really using our minds to understand. Um, I love the weave that we made in that two day. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I can see lots of, you know, isn't it? And we're all, isn't it, those of us that have been in it since the beginning and at the centre, it's like our our gifts and our strengths are woven through the, through the movement in some way and that's part of, part of what it is to be, to be one of those people shaping at the beginning. So it's been almost 10 years that you've given some or all of your time to this transition thing. I wonder if there are any particular highlights that stand out for you, either small things or big things, or what are the things that stand out for you as highlights? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's hundreds. Isn't it? It's been an incredible journey. Uh, I, I remember the feeling really early on of uh, cycling across the, the hills back from a core group meeting in Totnes. Uh, and just feeling like I couldn't even have imagined this. You know, I couldn't have imagined to have this position of holding an inner focus for a community scale movement, wanting to change the way the world is, you mm-hmm. know, and feeling the incredible excitement and privilege of being being in that place with the space to give my time to it. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many uh, moments of, of holding groups and you know especially doing Joanna Macy exercises you know that we did in every launch training um, so I remember the the milling that we did where we invite people to see to stand in in pairs and see the descendants uh, the ancestors sorry of the, of the person opposite them and how moving that was for people to just to think about the past and what what struggles people had been through uh, to for that person to be in the room uh, and there have been lots and lots of moments of that that have been incredibly touching and beautiful of uh, seeing people open to that and you know the the whole feeling of transition network and its journey and some of the processes we've done as an organization and and especially for me it's those ones where we're feeling really stretched and things feel challenging in some way and there's a way that we can reach out to each other or reconnect with our sense of shared purpose mm-hmm. uh, that 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 brings us back to what really nourishes us at, at our core. Um, and I and I think the conferences, you know, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, where we have such energy and such a gathering and just such a extraordinary people come. Mm. Um, and and you know that's just been a flavour all the way through that to work with the people who come to transition is a joy and an honour and a privilege and I've been hosted by so many people in so many countries with such generosity and you know whether I'm in their homes talking you know looking at the way that they're shaping their lives or you know holding them in groups and you know the deep meetings that happen on those trainings and workshops um 
I think that's the that's really the main highlight mm. has been that honour and privilege of of meeting beautiful people in this space. And if it's okay to ask the, the thing about why why you feel this is the right time to go, is that something we could do? In here? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, many people will have worked around and alongside you over all this time and might be wondering why is it this particular moment in time that you've decided to to step out and what are your plans for the future I'm sure everybody wishes you heartfelt best wishes for wherever you go from here but I just wonder if you might like to share what you're why you're going and what you might do next So there's lots of layers uh, to that question and you know the simple answer is it just feels right um, I think there's a part of the answer you know I, th I think it's interesting you know I, I'm not quite sure if I'm a founder but I know a lot of people see me as a founder because I've been around <laughs> such a long time uh, and I and I think there comes a point as founders where we've really given all we can and that sense that what we have to offer and our gifts are really woven into the movement. And sometimes I think it's possible to stay too long and then actually most of what you're bringing is your shadow. You know, actually your constrictions and, what, and, and your limits also limit the movement. Uh, and, I, and I do really feel like what I've got to give has been taken, you know, it's been received. Uh, and actually, it's time. It's time for me to go. It feels good for me that I I'm tired and I need space. I'm longing for a life that feels spacious, and where the things that are possible for me to do aren't so seductive because they're so amazing that I can't resist saying yes to them. <laughs> and the only way to do that is not to be in transition because the opportunities are so amazing. Uh, but I really need uh, a period of time where I'm really still and have time just to be with space, spaciousness. And and I and I'm really excited about the possibility of someone new coming into my job. That's going to bring new energies and new things <clears throat> that I don't have, new strengths. Um, and I think that will really serve transition network. But you know, tra inner transition and the transition movement primarily to. To, to, to move on in a way that that I can't imagine and that is beyond me mm. uh, and I feel really I've learnt a lot about founders and when's the time to go you know you and I have talked about it over the years isn't it we really paid attention to that in Transition Town Totnes how we all step back um, and I feel clear for myself that in this role it's time to me for me to step back mm. Mm. Um, so all of those things and I, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I have, you know, I have a thousand ideas um, and a thousand possibilities. And the thing that I really know is that I need downtime. And that's what I'm longing for, you know. I'll still be doing some bits of work, but, um, but, but I'll have a lot more spaciousness in my life. And I think I need quite a good period of that before. I think I want a dreaming time. That's a digestion of this whole huge journey and dreaming what the next thing is and to give myself time to do that and um so you've we've talked about what the, the the huge amount that you've given to transition over this time and helped develop in transition what has 
transition given to you? What gifts mm. do you feel you take away from your involvement with this? Mm. People, people find it really hard to believe that when we did the launch of the Heart and Soul group on the 17th of October, or whenever it was in 2006, you know, as Transition Town Totnes was just in its first sort of period of, um, of you know, exploding onto the scene of, of Totnes. I was too shy to stand up and say anything at that meeting. <laughs> I do struggle so, to believe Yeah, that, yeah. people are kind of like, really? Uh, but Hillary had to do all the talking and Naresh helped us out a bit. And the only bit that I had the confidence to do was to stand up and write things on the flip chart. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was just starting to work as a workshop facilitator doing Constellation workshops when I came into transition. You know, I was a quite pretty confident as a therapist. And I, you know, I'd done lots and lots and lots of teaching and training, but not in this area at all. So, you know, that that whole journey, I feel really comfortable now facilitating conferences of hundreds of people, and actually, I really enjoy it. Uh, that's been a huge journey for me in how to facilitate groups, how to facilitate, you know, conferences, um, how to be in group process and trust. You know, a lot of them are the instincts I developed as a therapist to kind of sense what's happening and what's needed as an intervention mm. to put things right. I feel like I've really honed that uh, as part of my time in transition. So, you know, I've, I and I remember someone reflecting when we got back from our world tour, you know, when you travel and you work with people and you hold people in those groups, you get bigger. You know, there's some sense in which you expand as a person just because you've had that experience. Um, and especially of holding people at depth. Um, and I feel much bigger, you know, I feel really like a grown-up now and, um, yeah, much more confident in my ability to speak, to, um, to to know what I'm saying, to say it with confidence, to to hold space. And, and, you know, and I think there's just been an incredible gift of transition, you know, that again comes back to this thing about the people of... I've always believed that, in essence, people are good and we want to do good in the world. And it's easy to live in our culture and and to always and to have a doubt. You know, we see so much negativity presented to us about what humans do. Uh, and I feel like transition has just absolutely reaffirmed that core belief in what a human being is and um, and the longing that people have to give themselves to things. Mm that uh, that matter to them and that they deeply love and care about and and you know it, it it reassures me that our political system and all of the you know the distortions of power that, that's going on in our world that they're the aberration you know that we're the normality of mm. how human beings naturally live when we're supported to do that and and that's uh, isn't it you can't that's what a gift isn't it what an incredible privilege it is to have that so if you had um, three wishes for the transition movement, <laughs> what would they be? If you could wave your inner transition yes, magic wand. The, the fairy godmother of transition could come yeah, along and wave her wands. We're just heading into panto season. So. Yeah. The, the first thing that I would wish uh, would be for an end to burnout uh, and, and that we, you know, 
isn't it? Like the magic would do it overnight, you know, but I would also wish, and it's wonderful that Transition Network's going to be really focusing on burnout as a theme, you know, but that groups take it seriously and, uh, yeah, you know, and, and even how could transition be the thing where nobody burns out? Mm. What would that be like? What would we have to change in order to do that? Oof, that would be my first wish, that that was all in place. I think the second wish is something about uh, wishing for other people, a part of what I've had. And, you know, I feel like I and also Naresh, you know, and, and a few others of us, but I think especially the two of us, because we offered the training and we traveled a lot. We saw, you know, we saw transition birthing as a movement in so many different countries and cultures. Mm. And I meet so many people that are very immersed in their local project. And somehow, you know, it's part of the magic of the conferences and the hubs meeting is, whoa, suddenly you find yourself in a room with people from 25 countries and it's happening there as well. And even though each project may just be a, a small light burning in a community, the fact that there's so many of these small lights um, is a magic, isn't it? And, and I wish, I, so I would wish for people to know about all those other lights like I do. And um, we talked about it in the hubs meeting, you know, how could we have more international exchanges of people staying with each other or peer-to-peer -peer support or contact or whatever because there's just something, it's precious, but it's also incredibly sustaining um, in the sort of lonely moments to know that you're part of this huge web. So that would be my wish number two. Um, and I think and I think my wish number three would be something about the purpose of the about the purpose of inner. So this is going to be a harder one to articulate, but but for me part of part of what all of those, you know, many beautiful practices and movements of, of inner work kind of support is this sense of what a complete human being is you know that we're not just what we do that we're also the depth of our love for our children and each other and and the people that are vulnerable that we are the the uh, the vision you know that we can imagine and the beauty that we both bring and want to see in the world we're the intensity of our grief when things are lost and go wrong and um the enormity of our courage to the stand to stand in the face of things that are terrifying and say we're still going to act um, so you know so I feel that sense of expansion that inner transition brings and my longing would be something about that that that, that would be there and would be easy for people to step into in their transition groups and projects this sense of the the size of what we are as human beings and that we don't narrow ourselves down um, with a limited view, something like that. Cool. Thank you. And on behalf of everybody listening to this, thank you. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs>